1: Taiwan isn't just helping with donations and rescue teams. Since the earthquake, about 400 locals have evacuated to the Taiwan Rehanli Center for World Citizens, a community complex in the city of Rehanli near the Syrian border. The center is run by a Taiwanese nonprofit and suffered no
2: damages in the quake. It is still able to provide utilities such as water and electricity, but with a large amount of people, it may only be able to provide shelter for another week or two. Let's hear from the center.
0: We have about 52 units which we have been gradually converting into temporary shelters. Currently, we are the only ones doing this in the city of Rehanli. The city has practically disappeared. We built our first center in Turkey seven years ago. It was the only activity center for Syrian refugees there was. It was a massive crisis back then, and the United Nations pulled out of it completely. We want to try again at the center. Our team is working hard to procure diesel to generate electricity. As things are now, we can hold on for at least a week."
2: The Taiwan Rihanli Center for World Citizens is located about 180 kilometers from the epicenter of the earthquake. It covers 7,000 square meters and is built on a seismic-resistant, reinforced concrete structure. The center had been established as a community center to provide a place for Syrian refugees with educational programs for children. Now the center has become a shelter for the locals in the aftermath of the quake.
1: New figures show that more than 90,000 people in Taiwan are currently undergoing dialysis. While it's highly invasive, the procedure is an effective way to treat kidney problems. The downside is many people get fatigue or anemia when undergoing dialysis.
2: But doctors say that getting a good high-calorie diet full of protein is the key to living a full life of dialysis. We spoke to nephrologist Wang Shuming to find out more
3: a big piece of chicken breast with a soft boiled egg, green vegetables, wood ear mushrooms and sweet potato. This nutritious meal would be perfect for dialysis patients who need to pay special attention to their diet.
0: After dialysis, we need to focus on protein intake. So after dialysis, patients need to replenish themselves by eating lots of protein. Otherwise, as far as drinks go, they can benefit from L-carnitine, taurine, folates, B12, and iron. It's easy to get anemia when you're on dialysis, and these supplements will also help remedy anemia.
3: Doctors say dialysis can cause the body to lose calories, protein, and many other nutrients. Patients often get fatigue, anemia, and other symptoms but a high daily intake of calories and protein can help.
0: In principle, as long as our dialysis patients take good care of their nutrition and their energy, then dialysis is not fatal. Certain functions that dialysis handles are given to a machine temporarily, and when that's complete, of course we can recover the social worth that we originally occupied.
3: Stats from the Health Promotion Administration show that more than 90,000 people in Taiwan are undergoing dialysis. But doctors say that with a good diet and care for health and fitness, there's plenty of life and energy for dialysis patients.
1: KMT Vice Chair Andrew Xia has set out on a 10-day visit to China, which will include meetings with top CCP officials, such as the head of China's Taiwan Affairs Office. The visit has sparked outrage from
2: the DPP, which sees it as a politically motivated move. DPP officials say Xia should make the purpose of his visit clear to the people of Taiwan, saying there's an ulterior move, which is to promote China's unification ambitions.
4: KMT Vice Chair Andrew Xia and his delegation left for China on Wednesday. He was accompanied by several party bigwigs, including KMT mainland affairs department head Lin Zhu Jia, as well as former minister without portfolio Gao Sibo, who is also KMT chair Eric Chu's brother-in-law and currently serves as board member for the KMT's official think tank, the National Policy Foundation. The visit comes amid heightened U.S.-China tension over a suspected spy balloon.
0: My visit this time has no political objective. We're there to connect with the people and to communicate, that's all. For many, there's never a right time to visit. Actually, the more heightened the risk, the more necessary the visit. What an understatement. Are they taking the Taiwanese people for fools or what? They're afraid of admitting that their most important goal for this visit is to broker another truce with the CCP. We hope Vice Chair Xia can tell the people what's on his itinerary, who he'll be seeing and where, and what they'll be talking about stop using the local community as an excuse and risk Taiwan security.
4: On his 10-day visit, Xiao will first land in Beijing. On day two, he'll meet with Taiwan Affairs Office Head Song Tao. And on day three, CCP Politburo Member Wang Huning, who is also a member of the CCP's Central Leading Group for Taiwan Affairs.
0: No, I don't suppose I'll be meeting with Xi Jinping. I'll meet with Song Tao, the new Taiwan Affairs office head. As for others, as guests, we'll do as the host sees fit. We're not against any arrangements they've made for us.
5: Wang
0: he's meeting face-to-face with Wang Huning, the mastermind behind the one country, two systems policy on Taiwan. So clearly, he's playing tribute to China and to advance Chinese unification. Discussing cross-strait trade? Stop lying. You're only deceiving yourself. I think I've made it very clear. I've only one goal, to advocate for the Taiwanese people's greatest interests the kmt vice chair should stand firm and make it clear that he won't play second fiddle to beijing and become a tool for their united front strategy
4: the whole country is watching whether Xia's visit will turn political again as it did last year when he made a similar trip in august among the
2: taiwanese help sent to turkey are two search and rescue dogs from taichung's fire department the two got a special treatment from the airline, sitting in business class
1: all the way to Turkey. Having undergone strict training, they were as well behaved as any guide dog and stayed dutifully in their place throughout the flight before getting down to work in Turkey. Let's hear from the Taichung Fire Department. <laughs>
0: The two doggos are part of a fire brigade and they are very important members in our search and rescue operations. Both of them have obtained their IRO and MRT certifications. A veterinarian from National Zhongxin University has also been dispatched to Turkey as part of the rescue team. On their travel to Turkey, since the dogs have received training, they can be instructed to stay next to their owners as required. They can sit or lie down in a controlled way during the journey.
1: The two dogs are black Labradors named Tui Tui and Melody. They are both trained to carry out search missions in collapsed buildings and similar environments, thanks to their acute sense of smell. For many people, the earthquake in Turkey has brought back memories of the 1999 Gigi earthquake, which left thousands dead in Taiwan's central region.
2: Seismologists say that the quake in Turkey
1: was even more powerful caused by a
2: fault that is 200 kilometers long. They say that Taiwan may not see such a
1: powerful tremor on land as the longest fault is just 100 kilometers long but there are faults off the East Coast that are longer and can trigger quakes with magnitudes higher than seven.
0: The magnitude 7.8 earthquake in Turkey has captured global attention. For Taiwan, it was a reminder of disasters past. Just over 20 years ago, the 1999 Gigi earthquake with a magnitude of 7.3 killed thousands in Taiwan. Experts say that quake was much milder than the one in
1: Turkey.
4: The earthquake had a magnitude of 7.8. Compared with the 1999 GG earthquake, it was about twice as powerful. The Cheolongpu fault in Taiwan is 112 kilometers long. For an earthquake that powerful to happen, it would need to be about 150 kilometers long. We've been carrying out surveys in Taiwan, but so far we have not found fault lines that long.
0: Experts say fault lines of the coast of Hualien and Taidong are the ones to watch out for.
4: The fault lines off the coast are longer. The only one which could be able to trigger an earthquake like that actually did so already. It's a fault line on the seabed off the coast of Hualien to the north. In 1920, it caused an earthquake with a magnitude of about 7.8. Over the past 30 or 40 years, all the bigger earthquakes struck off the East Coast. Meanwhile, the West Coast has just been building energy. Except for the 1999 Gigi earthquake, we should still be cautious.
0: In the latter half of 2022, several powerful earthquakes shook the East Coast, including one in Taidong on September 18th and another one in Hualien in December. The most recent one was a 4.4 quake on Wednesday morning, morning off the coast of Elan. The Central Weather Bureau says it will continue collecting seismic data about Taiwan, urging the general public to not be overly worried as building codes require structures to be resistant to shaking.
2: The Internet was recently regaled by a cautionary tale of in- dentistry. A young woman was shocked to find a part of her tooth fall out while she was eating a guava.
1: Now, most people would think the sweet fruit is not such a hazard. But dentists say that if your tooth already has small cracks in it, lots of foods could cause it to crack even more.
3: This x-ray shows a row of teeth. One of them has cracked the root. It's missing a big chunk. Astonishingly, it broke while the patient was eating a guava.
0: It's absurd, there must be some other reason My dad's tooth fell out while he was eating The guava must have been too hard
3: A dentist posted the story on Facebook A young woman came to his clinic saying that she had just been nibbling on a guava The dentist laughed She was the third patient with a guava-induced cracked tooth that day They would need ceramic crowns The patient said she had no forewarning, but the dentist says in fact she had been warned there was a small crack in the tooth before, and should have dealt with it.
0: If there are already some small ruptures in the tooth, you just need to put force on that angle of the crack and there's a real chance that it will break. You could break your tooth on a guava, or even on bread.
3: A tooth can break on any harder object if it has already had decay or small cracks. The speed and angle of chewing are big factors too. Guavas have very hard seeds, say dentists. With a swift bite, even a healthy tooth could crack. Lots of foods need to be eaten with caution.
0: Apples have a slightly glossy surface, and when you bite into them with lateral friction, it could happen. Meat jerky and beef shanks and those kinds of tougher foods, because you don't just bite them, you also have to grind them.
3: Dentists recommend that you eat slowly and mindfully. If you have tooth decay or any cracks in your teeth, don't chomp down too forcefully on food, and give your jaw a break.
1: And finally, we meet Marina Cruz, an award-winning artist from the Philippines whose works are currently exhibited in Taipei. Cruz originally
2: lived in Bulacan province in a childhood home built by her grandfather in the late 1940s in a low area near the coast. Cruz remembers the house as being
1: filled with water twice a month, which became a rich source for her artistic inspiration. Her exhibition amounts to a memento of her family life with vivid paintings of household objects such as her grandmother's hand-sewn clothes. Our reporter Stephanie Yang spoke to the curator of the exhibition to find out more.
5: This painting depicts the childhood home of artist Marina Cruz in the province of Bulacan in the Philippines. In the painting, Cruz draws the front yard of her house, which was often flooded. There's also a painting of the interior of Cruz's old dining room. Cruz's new exhibition in Taipei showcases paintings and installations depicting some of Cruz's most prized possessions, along with family memories from her childhood home.
2: The family house located really near to the sea, so the flood will come into the house every like twice in the month. But the artist says the flooding is not a, a catastrophe. It's more like the guest that will visit them twice a month. This is the early works of Marina Cruz. It's finished in 2012.
5: In this work, the walking suitcase, Cruz draws pictures of video cassettes, letters, and stuffed animals on top of suitcases. On display are also paintings of vintage clothes, hand-sewn by Cruz's grandmother. These works are rich in detail, even showing the fabric's stitches, folds and creases. Through these paintings, Cruz wanted to document and preserve the historical objects from her childhood home. For a long time,
2: she always used the family stories as a reference or we can say inspire her to do the practice. But in the recent days, she she finally realized the house would be eventually uh, moved away after the grandmother's death. So she wants to keep the
5: house but not in physical way but in her art. Cruz is an award-winning artist from the Philippines. Her works are now on display at an exhibition titled Fabric, Interior and Water at the Mindset Art Center until February 24th. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Lee Hunt in Taipei.